el bailador. It's like a really big... Y que ya llegó, ya llegó. Sergio el bailador. Llegó, oh, llegó, sí. Sí, <risa> <que> el bailador. <risa> But here's my argument to that. A lot of people say... But the MLS is not a retirement team or a league. I always say team. <laughs> retirement <laughs> league. manera la, la gente se va a sentir identificada um, hay muchas cosas que tienen que cambiar y creo yo que Michelle you gotta be on the round table oh, ojalá un día y, y bueno y si no pasa pues me voy a otro yeah, equipo you're, you're in this round table me voy para otro equipo fuck it te vas al te vas al ¿cómo se llaman los cholos cuincles? o el nuevo cabrón ¿cómo se llama? Charlotte FC hey they have they had nothing but women photographers there you go Even though they, well, I mean, not, not not them. I mean the team. The team. The men, the men, they, they oh, the Charlotte FC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. I saw yeah. that. But anyways, I mean, yes. Thank you guys for giving me my five minutes hey. of talking. But no, I mean, like I've been fighting this fight, and not only for me. I mean, from the beginning, and that's what I say. Like, it was crazy. Like. To me, when I was in college here, I used to say soccer, soccer. I would do literally all my sports stories about soccer. About soccer. <laughs> and soccer wasn't even here. Like, Austin FC was nowhere to be found. Like, it wasn't even in the radar. But I would, like, go to St. Edwards or, I don't know, just try to find some soccer tournaments that could I can ride mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Um, and so, and my professors were always like, okay, okay, here, you know. Aquí viene con su fútbol. And I and you know I even invited Grant, um, who's a you know a great writer who used to be uh, with Sports um, Illustrated, mm -hmm. and um, to our talk whatever. And back then it was like Skype, right? So Skype was so new. And so, besides football, like we hadn't had a you know high profile writer talk to our journalism class ever he said it was the first time and i was like yay i was the nice. first but you know so it's like it's a little bit disheartening and a little bit frustrating but you know i think with time they will see where they missed out but maybe by that time it's probably going to be a little too late mm -hmm. so i mean it's that's what i was going to say too it's it's yeah. it's all about like Because, look, I'm 29 and I'm getting older. It's about timing. It's right. about time and, you know, you can only do so much. Mm -hmm. and right. No, But, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that, you know, they they understand that part that it's huge. Like, And right. we've talked about it, you know, in the past. It's huge. Right. And, like, another thing, for example, for the U.S. women, like, they got a settlement. And how long did it take them for them to get what they deserve? Right. That's That's one thing that, I mean... And, and literally, it's all because they kept pushing, they kept pushing, they kept pushing. Right. And right. They just kept pushing and pushing. 24 million? 24 mil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, that's great. But at the end of the day, it's like you worked so hard to try to, you know, effort this. And you get 24 million. And I'm sure it's great. But I'm sure they feel like, wow, like I literally wasted my whole life. Like trying. I had to do all of this to I actually to do, get it. Yep. Yeah. 
It's tough. Like, it's, it's just tough, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's now better for the little girls that are growing up. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they don't, they won't face that type of discrimination, you know, as harsh at these as these women did mm-hmm. for putting out more of a better outcome in soccer. I mean, you know, the men's hasn't, haven't won a World Cup. Yeah. yeah. I was about mm-hmm. to say, one thing I love about, about this country is how, how much I respect the women's team. Even in in the major major media outlets, you look at even on um, like for example the NBA TNT table, they were gifted um, like Charles Barkley and the crew. They were gifted women's uh, jerseys, jerseys I saw that. and they actually were like <laughs> Charles. Charles Barkley was like, "Oh, I'm glad I'm given this jersey because like, the men our suck. men's teams <laughs> suck. Our women's are the ones that, that actually win tournaments. Yeah, yeah. The USA should be number one. Like all these things that resonated with me, I'm like, damn, he, Charles just spits the facts. Like, yeah. and uh, it, it's cool. It's cool to see yeah. that that type of vibe. But even if you ask a, a regular fan, um, he, like people here in the US, um, they 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 hugely respect the women playing the sport and and doing great things. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Hey, uh, quick question. Talking about that and having different point of views. Have y'all ever invited Sergio? Onto your podcast, I feel like he's been a little bit silent. Sergio Bailado, um, Tristante, <laughs> yeah. no sé sí Sergio el Bailador. He's like a really big. Ya llegó, ya llegó. Sergio el Bailador, llegó, No, Sergio Tristante. He's like on Twitter. That's where his name is very familiar Mm -hmm. on Twitter. But um, I feel like he's been silent. Tell me about him. Tell me about him. No, no, no. He's great. I just feel like he has a different, um, like he's obvious. Well, okay, well, like he's very critical about the team, about Mm -hmm. Wolf. Uh, He's a big um, El Tri supporter. Selección Mexicana. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, 100%. But. I feel like... Es como Jorge que le tira a todos. <laughs> sí. But I feel like he's been a little bit silent. And, and it's probably the way that he comes off and starts mm-hmm. attacking people. Which, mm. um, But I, I do applaud him for always being a voice of trying to include more of the Latinos, not only his Mexican, but Latinos mm-hmm. in the team. Um, you know, it was a question that I asked Claudio Reina, like, uh, no, 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 not me that I wanted to ask, but Jorge beat me to it, um, <laughs> about bringing a, you know, a big name like Hector Herrera is going to Houston Dynamo, as y'all know, mm-hmm. but a big name like a Selección Mexicana um, to Austin, and it just it seems like that's not going to happen. No, it's not. I, I, I think it's a different strategy completely right. what, what Houston has versus what we have. Mm-hmm. You know, I think – our system is more about building a system of players. You know, we talked about it earlier that right. que, que no reconocíamos, we didn't recognize, mm-hmm. um, so that they can buy in, and, and it just doesn't depend on one key signing. Mm-hmm. And kind of jumping ahead to, to Hector Herrera, like huge sh- shockwaves to the MLS right now, um, bringing him. And there's been a lot of kind of controversy with what people think, especially in the Mexican fan base. And I, and I, I wanted to know what you guys thought about it. I mean, I mean, he's like, I'm not Mexican. No, no, but, no, but I, I think I think I talked about this last time. I think sure. when when I said that it doesn't really depend where do you play as long as you're good, you should be included in the team. Right. Remember, mm-hmm. I said something like that on the Mexican, on the Mexican, yeah. yeah. So like for Hector, I think it's great. I mean, mm. uh, I feel like um, 
he he wasn't happy where he was at, especially uh, over there with but Atletico. He's doing so good right now. And he was right, he, right now. Even even the yeah, even Simeone said, you know, right. he's doing I really should've. good. Yeah, I should have just waited. I, you know, give him give him a chance. Give him right. more minutes. More minutes. Yeah. Um, Le quedó minutos. But yep. I, I just I just I mean, playing in Europe is one thing. Playing in MLS is another. Thing, playing in La Liga is another thing, but as long as that you keep playing, I think you should be included. If you're doing good, you should be included. It doesn't matter where you play, you're right. up or that's right. Because we saw Raul Jimenez, and I like Raul Jimenez, and you know he's really great in Europe. But honestly, in La Selección Mexicana, but he, that's what I'm saying, right? And so I think that the fans were very critical, which I mean I understand, but you know he, this guy spent ten years in Europe, yeah. Like he did, a, he he did his thing. He he's not a, washed up, he, he as people say. Oh, yeah. he, put in, he put in his time, and he he played really, really great games, classicals, and he's Champions still playing League good. And he's still right. playing good I mean, till this right till now. The, the the man is what like 32? 32? Yeah, around there. He wants he, to come back right. and collect his bag and set his family right. I don't know, see anything wrong about that. Right? Yeah. No, that that's fine. I think his move is it's good. Um, the one the one for me is. Players that are younger than him that go to the MLS instead of trying to go to Europe, that's where for me that there's a game. Or, or stay in La Liga. M- or stay in La Liga. I M- was going to say, but there's very few players coming here. Yeah, it's more that stay like, in La Liga. Right, that right. Stay in La Liga. Mm-hmm. Well, but like, say, for example, just that, like, instead of going to, you know, s- somewhere in Spain or even Netherlands, the Basat, you know, Tigres, Cruz Azul, Monterrey, America, it's like, why not, you know? Go go somewhere where you're gonna be challenged in every aspect. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But here's my argument to that: a lot of people say, "But the MLS is not a retirement team or a league." I always say team, <laughs> retirement league. But well, technically, it's a league because I mean a team because it's like one person. I know. I won't say. <laughs> but people say, "Okay, so that that was my argument," and I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, "Shut up, shut up." <laughs> I was like, "Don't say anything." But I saw a lot of people on Twitter just saying, "Oh yeah, like washed up, blah blah blah." Nah, he's not washed up. And then. And then I'm, I think about it, and I'm like, but you guys are the one that are saying that MLS isn't a retirement team. At league. God damn it. There you go again. <laughs> it's 9 p.m. Shut up. <laughs> uh, a retirement league. And I'm like, you are such a hypocrite. Like, yeah. You guys are hypocrites. Like, right. okay, so either MLS is here or it's there. Like, come right. on now. I mean, me personally, like, Johan... Valencia was able to recognize that in order for him to leave his country, he wanted to come to the United States. He didn't want to go to Mexico, I don't mm-hmm. believe. I don't think he had any offers, though, because I asked him. Um, and he said, no, 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 yo Estados Unidos. I think Dijo, bueno, parce, yo me quería a Estados Unidos. Yo no uh-huh. quería para México nada, uh-huh. yo para acá. Ajá, porque todos quieren salir de su país a una liga que está en desarrollo, sí, que está sí. creciendo. Yeah. Dije, no, pues sí, está bien. Le digo, eh, y dice, y yo tenía ofertas de, de Cincinnati, de Vancouver. Uh-huh. Dice, pero no sé, dice, se demoró Austin. Dice, Austin se demoró mucho. Según, bueno, estaban en... Y en esas conversaciones antes 
pero no sé qué Austin estaba haciendo, es lo que me dio a, más o menos a entender. Uh, y es cuando Chris dijo, ¿con quién dijo que iba a te tener conversaciones? Y ahí es cuando mandó su tweet, ¿no? Dije, no, pues yo por pendeja que me... <risa> yo estaba... Ajá, me oh, esperé. Sí. Ajá, yo estaba escuchando lo que estaba diciendo. Porque en ese momento. Ajá, mm -hmm. y eso es lo que digo. Le digo, bueno, ustedes, carajos, eh, tienen a un, a un jugador que habla solamente español uh -huh. y yo entiendo los dos idiomas. Entonces, ¿por qué ustedes, gabachos, pueden a correr, ir a correr con la información? Mira, aprendan el... el el español, mira, yo no digo que yo sé tampoco otro idioma, pero yo aunque sea cuando vino el, hablando, toma. Ale, sé, cuando vino Chite no, no, no. <risa> cuando, cuando vino Chite hasta yo me puse a estudiar poquito cómo se estaban diciendo las cosas para comunicarme con él sí. para que se sintiera en casa, para que yo enseñara mi respeto a él, que él no sabe inglés claro. ¿no? pero es lo que yo pienso como americanos, igual yo soy americana, algunas veces perdemos ese sentido uh -huh. Sí, Porque sí. we're privileged. Sí, es, es exactamente. No, no queremos que la gente se acomode a nosotros en vez de acomodarnos a la gente. Right. Y yo entiendo. Yeah, like, yeah definitely. Uh, Americans in particular, we have uh, a, a very, very spoiled sense of, of entitlement when it comes mm -hmm. to, like you said, adapting. Because, you know, you go anywhere in the world, people will know English and they'll be able to communicate with you mm -hmm. because of just how the world the world is but for us to be such a diverse nation to bring in players from all over the world the least we can do is try to make them feel welcome and <laughs> with their with their own language so yeah, yeah big stuff yeah good stuff good stuff right right but i mean it is what it is with no i was just like i was just looking at Water. No, but <laughs> no, I was just thinking of like Valencia when he came in. He was talking about like the Liga and La Liga MX. I mean, the Puertas que tuvo. And I'm just like, calmate. Mentiroso. Calmate, Falcao. I'm over here thinking like, how did, how did that, that moment go? Like, I can't lost myself for a minute. I'm just thinking of like. Pero yo creo que ni lo hizo para 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 hacer la liga mexicana menos. Simplemente lo que quiso decir es que quería cambiar para acá. Claro, él era su a lo mejor su sueño. Dijo quiero estar en Estados Unidos. Muchos muchos latinoamericanos, incluyéndome a mí, queremos estar en Estados Unidos, especialmente si vamos a jugar al fútbol, que es lo que amamos. Yo creo que esa mentalidad él ya la tenía desde mucho antes. Y entonces cuando sintió que hubo una oportunidad de poder estar haciendo lo que le gusta y aquí en Estados Unidos pues sí, ¿Por qué no? No, no. Pues sí, y ya tiene 25 sí. años, entonces la carrera sí, de un futbolista, especialmente ahorita es que está, sí, es, es corta, corta y ahorita está, bueno, fue uno de los jugadores más importantes en Deportivo Cali. Sí, pero otra cosa que, por decir, de la Liga MX y de los jugadores, hablamos, hablando de, de, de Héctor Herrera, que está bien que vino para acá, viene para acá en, en el verano. No tengo nada en contra de eso, pero lo que a mí me, me todavía como que me, me, me clava es, ok, si sabemos que un Héctor Herrera se está saliendo del nivel competitivo en el que estaba, ¿por qué no hay cinco jugadores que quieran realmente levantar su nivel y arriesgarse a ir a hacer lo que han hecho bastantes jugadores en su generación de Héctor Herrera? Porque esa generación poco a poco se está regresando para México. Y no estamos sacando la misma cantidad de jugadores 
a ligas donde se puedan quedar. O donde, ¿sabes qué? Como muchos jugadores, por decir, un ejemplo, Valencia se viene para acá a una liga de desarrollo, no es la mejor, pero tampoco es la peor. Mm. Y busca crecer y tal vez económicamente le va a ir mejor aquí que en otras partes. Pero el futbolista mexicano, por decir, el dinero está bien en México, le, le pagan bien, pero ¿por qué no cinco jugadores se arriesgan y salen de su zona de confort de los equipos de la liga mexicana y se van para Europa? Para mí es, ok, ahorita tal vez sí está bien, va a jugar el mejor, pero ya cuando venga la, la parte que realmente importa, realmente importa para el fútbol mexicano, que no, no lo hemos logrado, que es ir al segundo partido, al, al quinto partido, a una semifinal, siempre nos quedamos con, ah, pero es que es, es que el, el proceso o, o, o esto, siempre hay una excusa. Pero digo, ok, tengan un poquito de, de, de conciencia de los hábitos que tiene un futbolista. ¿Dónde quieren ir? y qué, qué, ¿Cuál es su meta? ¿Su meta es o hacer dinero o, o realmente jugar a un nivel que los va a hacer seguir elevando, elevando, elevando? Aunque les va a costar banca, les va a costar humillación, les va a costar de este que la gente dude de ellos. Pero si se enfocan y hacen lo que pueden hacer, porque hay jugadores que han hecho, que han hecho lo, lo debido para poder llegar a ese nivel. Tenemos a los Hugo Sánchez, tenemos a los Rafa Márquez, tenemos a los mismos este Jiménez cuando se fueron para, se fue al Atlético y no la hizo, se fue a Ventifica y la rompió. Héctor Herrera, poco a poco en el Porto hizo, hizo su, su chicharito. chicharito también. De este guardado. Guardado. Hay, tenemos, pero solamente son de cientos de jugadores en México, 20. Un porcentaje ni el 10%, digamos que un porcentaje, un 5%, 6%. Y es, ¿por qué el futbolista mexicano? ¿Es Álvarez? Diosito santo, qué Entonces, guapo. Sí, hay. sí, o sea, sí hay, pero, pero no hay a, a cantidades como realmente tenemos que, que ver. Marcelo Flores. Marcelo Flores, otro. Pero, pero... Sí. Yo creo que esa sería una buena pregunta para hacerse a uno de ellos, ¿no? ¿Qué, qué, qué es lo diferente que te hizo, que te hizo viajar? ¿Qué es lo diferente uh -huh. que te dio el salto que, que diste? O sea, yo creo que lo que tú estás diciendo está muy bien porque si sí, quieres, te, quieres tener más jugadores en Europa o más jugadores tratando de jugar en Europa uh -huh. de lo que hay ahorita. Especialmente porque los que están ahorita en Europa ya están llegando a ese punto donde el... Llega la edad de, de que el fútbol ya, ya, no está, ya no es igual, ¿no? Uh -huh. Ya tiene que uno bajar las revoluciones, ya tiene que uno más concentrarse en otras cosas. Y entonces, sería una buena pregunta para, para esos jugadores. Para los Romos, para los Córdoba, los Pizarro, and, and, los and, and Alexis Vega. Yo players, con un potencial enorme, ¿verdad? Uh -huh. Pero, I, th I definitely think that, that the MLS and the Liga MX. To be real, in comparison to the top flight leagues, their ex leagues of exportation, le stepping stone leagues, mm -hmm. developing leagues, mm -hmm. and jugadores mexicanos, well, they're treated like kings in Mexico. Mm -hmm. They they get paid well. The competition is is enough to to feel like you're 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 competing at a high level, right? But you're not in situations where you're uncomfortable and and pushing pushing yourself out of that limit. Because mm -hmm. to go to Europe, the weather shit. The food is shitty compared to Mexican food. No mm -hmm. offense. Um, and you're away from your family. It's different. 
It's diferente. Yeah. You're away from your family, so... The food. <laughs> it's, it, there, there are so many things that are, that are uncomfortable, and it takes a, a certain mentality to, to actually go out there and do it. Because you look at Hector Herrera, if he, if he would have done what, what uh, Cordoba is doing right now, like stayed in the domestic league in his prime years versus going to Porto and then going to Atletico and developing himself at that high Champions League level, mm-hmm. do you think he would have been the same player? You think he would have achieved as much in mm-hmm. in, in, in El Three? Probably not. I mean, I, we don't know, but I speculate probably not. Um, so that's what frustrates us as a fan base, como mexicano, like que hay, que hay jugadores talentosos, pero que no no se dan el riesgo de, de salir al, a Europa. ¿Qué, ¿Qué tal, por ejemplo? Bueno, yo, yo yo estaba pensando ahorita en lo que estabas diciendo. ¿Y qué tal los brasileiros, por ejemplo? Mm-hmm. El, el proceso de ellos es muy duro. Niños con mucho talento, con pocos recursos, que hay una persona que los ve jugar y les dice, ¿sabes qué? Vamos, vamos. ¿Qué pasa en México? ¿Dónde están esas personas que encuentran jugadores buenos y que les ayudan a...? Porque, porque me imagino que talento hay. Sí. Y, y es de buscarlo nada más. Pero entonces tenemos que verlo de, de la forma en que yo creo México hace como, como los, 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 los encargados de lo deportivo, ¿no? Uh, ¿Quién está encargado de, de encontrar jugadores buenos y que necesitan los recursos para, hacer, para dar ese salto, ¿no? De, de, de hacerse estrellas. Uh, en Brasil yo creo que hay un proceso un poquito más complicado simplemente porque recursos faltan muchos. Yo creo que México, como tú dices, los tratan como reyes, no tienen la necesidad de de hacer ese salto, no tienen la necesidad de crear más, ¿me entiendes? Ahí están bien. En cambio, un brasileño dice, no, yo tengo que hacerlo porque tengo que soportar, tengo que traer algo para, para la casa, dinero, lo que tú quieras. Y entonces, ¿tú crees que esa, esa mentalidad es lo que le ayuda a un brasileño a hacer ese, a hacer ese paso que al mexicano no le da? Pienso yo que puede hacer eso, o, o simplemente en la liga mexicana es manejada por compadres. They all, all want to make money. Not just yeah. one person. They all want to make money. Yeah, like say, you don't really have someone that actually goes, an actual scout that goes, and it's all based on who you know, who you know and, and Like from what I know is every person that I've heard that, that you know, has made it is because they knew somebody, but not because it was right. a, a player that came in and like, very, hey, I want to try out. Very, very few players have made it on their mm-hmm. own like that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And to my point, I mean, yes, um, a lot of Mexican players stay in Liga MX because they it's a lot of comfort. They're paid more. They're expensive. They live a good life, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you could also say the same thing for, I think it just really depends on the player. I mean, um, Jorge said it best, and his dad did too. I mean, Diego Fagundes, want, they wanted him for at Cruz Azul. And so he didn't want to leave because mm-hmm. he's all he's known is MLS. Mm-hmm. And he knows that if he goes to Cruz Azul, who just won, you know, a trophy, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for him to get those minutes to get a spot. And he's really going to have to have that 19 year old mentality you when, start from zero yep. when he's 26. Right. Right. So, I mean, yes, it, I mean, look, um, Liga MX uses it a league where you go to develop 
um, but he developed himself here. And so mm-hmm. he, over there, it would be like a stepping stone mm-hmm. and say he was younger, then he would probably want to go to Europe. So that would be like a bigger leap, right? It's like, duh, duh, duh. so you could kind of say, make the same argument as well, right? Just using one example that, um, that we know locally. So I think that's a, but yes, I mean, I agree. I, I think it's no secret that, you know, in Mexico, you have to know someone mm-hmm. to actually play in a, yeah, and I think, like, uh, all of this wrong things that happened to Mexico, at the end of the day, they always cost the team in that final five minutes against Netherlands. And that third game where you already need a tie, but you lose 3-0 against Sweden. Pero when, era penal o no era penal. Era penal. Pero aunque fuera penal o no era penal, I mean, you got to... You know, you got to play your game. Like, right. so we, we, it, it's, uh, it for me is everything that's wrong is always going to pay off on, on the big moment. Like, for example, with, you know, with Mexico in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And it's not the, the fact that we can't compete, we can't compete, but it's how much can we sustain when we compete to do it consistently mm-hmm. and right. hot and keep it up right, in, in right. a major tournament. And, and, like, say, for example, I'm pretty sure Fagundes had a chance to go to Mexico and then when he was 19, 18, with a, a better contract than here, he would have, like, let's go. And then from, like, say, maybe him go somewhere else after Mexico, he kills it. Because I'm pretty sure he has a talent where he could have gone, you know, to Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a hidden gem that we, we, I mean, we have. We are so lucky to have. So, but... um I, I, the reason why is for me it is frustrating because World Cup year, and usually players during World Cup year they're actually playing very very good, but this this generation is kind of like, dude, don't have a lot of. There's a couple. There's a couple of players that are actually doing continue to do good. Yeah, players do well, but as a team, I don't know. Don't right. have a lot of high hopes. We got a big test coming up soon against uh, USA Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, in Mexico City, March twenty fourth. Fourth, and is that going to be with fans or no fans? You don't. We don't know. We don't know which which is a good right. seg- which is a good right. segue to um to la which the Liga MX tragedy in the uh, Querétaro versus Atlas game last weekend. So, what have you heard from? What do you know? I just know that they did. Uh, they arrested ten guys yesterday. They mm-hmm. had twenty one. Or 26 uh, arrest orders. Um, I heard there's like 23 injured, no deaths. And, um, you know, they're, they get it that all can't play with the fan base for a year. Mm-hmm. They have to sell the club. They're not getting um, cut from Liga MX. And I think they're facing like a fine of 700, 70 million, uh, 70, 70 mil. Mm-hmm. 70,000. Um, and that's really all that I know um, as of now. And, you know, I wasn't watching actually the game. I was going to watch that game, mm-hmm. but I ended up falling asleep. And then I, I get on Twitter or I get an alert that someone tagged me on something. And mm-hmm. it was Jorge. And he was like, oh, my God, like a media member got attacked and I, I i didn't really at that time i didn't really know what was going on it was like mm-hmm. saturday like around 10 30 mm-hmm. 
And I wasn't really watching. I wasn't watching TV. <clears throat> and then I, I started, I replied to Jorge, and I was just like, yeah, like, you know, this this culture that we live in that you're able to, you know, attack anyone and, you know, and and I kind of went on a limb and I was just like, you know, it happened during the Trump Capitol riot, like where a police officer died, like people are just crazy. Like that was my whole point. Like there's just, you know, no shitting off. Like people go to severely extremes. Well, then I ended up seeing the videos and I was like, oh, are you awake? I was like, <laughs> Right, something was going yeah. on, but unfortunately, it wasn't surprising to me. I went to Pachuca. Um, it was what Pachuca Chivas game in um, January, and the same thing happened in the stands with uh, a few uh, fans from both teams, and um, and they started like hitting each other. And mm-hmm. me and my mom were watching it, and you know the way that. My mom was sitting, I felt so bad, because she was sitting next to this couple, and they were like, chinga tu madre. And like, they were like, you know, they yeah. were just like cursing, like so bad. Like the way they, I, I was telling, like, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, this would never pass the vibe check in MLS. Like, they were like, chinga tu madre. Yeah. Like, they were just like going hard, and then we're leaving, and then I see, like, a fight break out, and securities are fighting, and, mm-hmm. you know, fans are fighting with each other, and everyone's just fighting. It was, like, maybe about 30 people that were fighting, but nothing severely happened. Dang. But I was just like, these people are fucking crazy. I was like, this is crazy. Obviously, you know, it. it's a bad impression that you leave with, but... I, I was with my cousins and my family, and they're like, yeah, it happens. Like, so it's, it's normal, like, it's normal, you know? But, but it's like, so, for, for example, actually, and someone made a tweet. I want Someone made a tweet, and they were like, oh, yeah, we, and it was like one of the ultra, ultra, like now the ultras in the MLS. Oh, yeah, I know, it's normal. Like, we, we condemn any act of violence, but we just know that there's going to be fights. I'm like, you're contradicting yourself by saying we condemn that type of violence, but there's going to be fights. I mean, you get two people fighting, it already, you know, it's more than enough. You get 100 people fighting, that's like, you know, that someone's going to get hurt, injured pretty bad. And for me, is it's a societal problem in Mexico. It, it's uh, Mexico, there's a lot of wounds that have not been healed. I mean, I haven't been there in, in years so i don't really know much from what i've learned from what i've seen from here from like being here it's just like there's just a huge even here too like there's a huge a huge different worlds that people live on the people that that want to do something different that want to create that want to do more than 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 just you know go to a game and and you know and like more to have a life to to have a life for themselves and there's people that really don't want to do that like there's people that continue to want to live that you know that barra life that la banda life you know like las bandas y, y violence cholo pandilla there's a good amount of people that are actually changing their habits and that's why you see a lot more creative people and you know more talent come out of mexico in certain aspects but there's always there's these other people that are not getting those opportunities or they're not really grasping that idea like hey actually if you continue to do something that 
it's different in your life. It's going to make things better in a way. And they're stuck in their own ways. So for me, is the country's hurt because people are, you know, poverty still exists, unfortunately. It's just lack of opportunity. Lack of opportunities. Many, many, things, many, many com- things. Many complex issues. And you go to, you go to the stadium to, to try to escape things, right? Right. But when the evil follows you in, when it, when it makes something so beautiful so ugly, that's when it hurts hurts us the most. And for me, it was it was kind of embarrassing a little mm-hmm. bit, like looking at at Mexico trending um, in the world in a in, in a bad way, trending in a horrible way, yeah. where some of the most recognizable voices were um, were were kind of casting casting their own opinions and thoughts on it, and really just made me reflect that um, you know what we have in the MLS is is is, is kind of a beautiful thing, but it can easily the, the where, where is the line where it can it can start to go towards that mm-hmm. ultra ultra violent mm-hmm. way that that have been in not just mexico in south america yeah. in, in england, england. Right. in, in many in many countries but yeah. it's like, i mean brazil had the same problem a couple like a couple of days ago too there's a there's a line with passion where where after a certain after you cross a certain line it, it can become violent and when it becomes unsafe and you can harm others and that's i think it just made me kind of reflect on my on myself a little bit to when i was a little bit more um angry in my younger years and um kind of look back now and now i'm 31 i look back and i'm like much more uh chill and relaxed but more composed i, I recognize that that there's a nature especially in in, in men in men in crowds to be mm-hmm. violent mm-hmm. when things get out of hand when you feel offended and it just takes one person to say something and one little scuffle that leads into like this avalanche that happened in the Querétaro Atlas game. Mm-hmm. Just two groups groups of fans that were going at it turned da- into a dangerous situation for everybody in that stadium, including families, young children, mm-hmm. the elderly. And uh, it's just saddening. And the worst part is people that were on the field, like they were evacuated to the field, they weren't even safe because mm-hmm. there's that one part like, you know, in the drainage system in Mexico where, you know, if it rains, all the water goes down through that. Mm-hmm. Some people were getting pushed off that. Um, or if it was so crowded, I mean, if you have hundreds of people going in the same direction and the you're inertia, you're, someone's going to end up in yeah, that you're ditch. Going mm-hmm. and, and it's it was just sad. Like, there's kids in there. There's, you know, it's, for me, it's, it's, when are people going to understand that life is not about, you know, soccer, like in that aspect? It's about soccer. It's about, you know, it's, it's sport we love. But why not create something, you know? Uh, for me, it's, I'm blessed to to be part of, of you know, groups here that want to create things, you know, want to create tifos, want to create banners, want to chant, want to create songs, want to, you know, actually meet up and, and play in the band. I'm a, I'm blessed for having that. And, and, and I know, like, even even there was a, a group that started here in Austin. They actually banned them because they started fighting against Atlas. And they're like, no, nah, you're not part of us. Like, you're gone. Like, they were banned, you know, for, 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 for I don't know how long. Yeah. Which is, like, it's good to take those strict measures on people like that. And, 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 and I see, like, sometimes whenever I hear security guards being so strict on the stadium with people, Sometimes it's kind of like okay, it's too much. But like, no, you know what? Sometimes maybe it's right. It's the right thing to do because you're gonna start 
you know, you're going to stop someone from pouring beer and another guy for just talking shit to each other, which should never happen. Yeah. So, especially if they're drinking. Especially if they're drinking, right. So, I think in in the case for me, it's like, it's good to have this type of stuff, but it's at the end of the day, it's up to us as individuals to understand what we do right now is going to affect us in the future. That's the thing, too. And and this is not a new thing. Like, I mean, people's. We hadn't we hadn't seen something violent like that in a in a while, in especially a while, right. in the football world, right, and the soccer world. Uh, pero At creo, least get highlighted, mm-hmm. like like the right. way that yeah. Um, pero nuevo no es. No. Ha pasado muchas veces. Uh, no es la primera vez. Y como tú dices, sí, MLS no no está en ese nivel ahorita, lo cual está bien. Pero tú tú cómo crees que empezaron esas barras, o sea, empezaron igual 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 que como está empezando ahorita. Como tú dices, tiene que haber reglas y lo que hizo, ese fue un gran paso lo que hizo este Austin FC de, de, de bloquear a estos ultras que, que, que empezaban a, a hacer los revoltosos, no hacer el, 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 el desmadre uh, aquí. Tienes que tener esa capacidad para parar en el momento, que aunque sea la primera vez, no importa, ya estuvo, ya, ya jalaste de aquí, ya, ya, ya no... Y, Exactamente. y yo creo que en México no hubo eso. Uh-huh. Empezaron así como un grupo organizando, uh-huh. haciendo barras, apoyando al equipo y se descontroló en el momento que eso volvió a pasar. ¿no? Y, y como te digo, no va a parar. No, no porque lo, lo, ahorita lo hayan este, dicho que no van a tener este, barras en, el, en los partidos de Querétaro uh-huh. que, que los van a sancionar, que les van a cobrar dinero. Va a estar bien por un momento, pero puede ser que vuelva a pasar. O sea, el momento claro, que claro. Se... Y, no, y como dices que no es solo en México, pasa en Latinoamérica, pasa en Argentina, pasa en Brasil, pasa en El Salvador, pasa en todos lados. Creo yo que algo que puede ayudar es tener un sistema de, mem- de membresía uh-huh. donde todos que están en ese grupo de animación ¿Sabes quién es esa persona? Debe, Para cuando pase algo, debe de haber, afuera. Debe de haber pues un control es, de es personas. Es lo que está pasando. Y eso era mi punto. Eh, bueno, eso es lo que pasó con eh, el grito homofóbico. Uh-huh. Que, lo que está pasando. Que ya no pudo haber aficionados y ahora para entrar en el Azteca, uno necesita un código QR para entrar uh-huh. porque los rastrean. Al momento que uno ah, compra sus boletos lo rastrean y, y saben quiénes son las personas que hacen qué o, o, o lo que sea, ¿no? Eh, al entrar a la Azteca. Es lo que es, han implementado. Entonces yo pienso que hay protocolos para seguir, nada más que no había visto tantos heridos y al momento uh-huh. muer- no hay muertos en esta una situación así, entonces ahora está poniendo la luz en otro problema en la liga mexicana que no nada más es el grito homofóbico, ahora ahora es violencia, ¿no? Entonces yo pienso que sí va a mejorar pero igual como como dijo Edson es una reflexión en la sociedad de igual en México que mira, yo Amo a ese país, pero igual hay muchas cosas que el gobierno, el sistema, cómo funciona allá, 
eh, no hay seguridad cuando uno va a unos lugares, por eso muchos hay feminicidios, hay todo esto, ¿no? Entonces, es un problema como sociedad de México que necesitan, los líderes locales necesitan que hacer un mejor trabajo en vez de nada más ver al dinero, porque creo que ese era el enfoque, pero ahora vieron que se están pasando de lanza, eh, ya post pandemia, ¿no? Uh -huh. Entonces, algo que no se estaba viendo, pero ahora ya se está viendo otra vez. Y, y lo, lo triste... Van a seguir perdiendo. Sí. Traen el dinero también. Y lo triste es año y medio sin gente en estadio para ir a cagarla. O pero sea, se, la hemos cagado no solamente en, 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 en... No la, no la hemos cagado solamente en el grito, también la hemos cagado en, el, en la violencia, que es la peor parte de todas. Puedes gritar, te pueden... No dejar entrar al estadio está bien, se queda callado, pero al final de cuenta por un grupo de gente que no piensa, pierden los que realmente piensan, pierden los que realmente les importa ir, quieren pasársela bien. Y creo yo que, como dices tú, es un problema que no sé qué va a pasar para que cambie, no sé cuándo va a cambiar y no tiene que normalizarse la parte de pelearse con la gente. O sea, esa parte de ¿Qué va a pasar en el futuro? No, no tiene que ser algo normal. La gente, uno tiene que ir a un estadio e ir a disfrutarlo con su familia, con sus hijos, con, con, con sus compadres, sus amigos, comadres, comadres, con lo que sea, sin, sin tener que ir a, oh, pues están peleando esos güeyes otra vez. O sea, porque cada que viene la América contra el Tigres o viene el América contra el Dynamo o... Siempre hay algo que... Siempre la gente se quiere estar peleando. O sea, sí. Si se van a pelear, quédense en la casa. O sea, si se van a quedar como animales, quédense en la casa y, y tomen sus cervezas en la casa y en vez de ir y pelearse con la gente. Yeah. Pero no, no es el único deporte. Me sucedió en el Super Bowl, Super Bowl sí. donde hubo un muerto. Entonces, es una reflexión en la sociedad. No nada más en, en México, general. pero igual aquí en todas partes. Entonces... Pero es algo que igual los medios, aquí yo veo que también son muy... Eh, se ponen mucho a un lado de otro, mira lo que sucedió. Son está bien, mira, está bien que... No son neutrales. No, exactamente. Está bien que reportes en todo, pero igual, échate la luz cuando hay un problema, ¿no? Que igual en... en, en en Estados Unidos, en otro lugar, ¿no? Yeah, yeah, that's one thing that you mentioned. Like, I was super surprised to see the amount of outrage in in like a lot of uh like american media outlets and mls outlets and like like basically us bias biases outlets right. and um a lot of them were even saying that um mexico shouldn't be qualified for the world cup mexico shouldn't host the world cup in 2026 you know it, it might happen i mean it might happen yeah. great Good, good on them to voice mm -hmm. their opinion and, and and whatnot. I have my own thoughts on it too, but I was like super surprised at uh, at the amount of of just outrage. Like, and I think that just speaks to to those medios, to social media mm -hmm. and and media in general. Like, mm -hmm. people people were just they just want to react and be outraged and mm -hmm. just like post and just have an opinion on absolutely everything without understanding the the complexities and the issues behind it. Mm -hmm. And in this case. Um, violence in, 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 in sports. I think we're all culpable of it in, in, in our own way if we've ever accepted a fight, mm -hmm. if we've ever been part of a fight, if we've ever uh, done 
un grito homofóbico or something mm -hmm. that, that, that is violent towards a player. Mm -hmm. We're part of it. We're yeah. part of it. Yeah, so at the same right. time that you're pointing fingers, you got to ask yourself. You got you to take it whenever you you it's your time. You got to ask yourself those same questions like, right. shit, you know, maybe I shouldn't consider this to be normal and okay. I should, mm -hmm. I should be like, hey, you know what? I don't like that. I don't like that vibe. And I'm glad and I'm really happy at the vibe that comparison that we get in Q2 where I feel safe. Where yeah. families can feel safe, everyone's happy. You alluded to everybody's creating things instead of destroying things. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think, like, say, if 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 we give space people to create, they're gonna they're gonna want to create. At the end of the day, it's for me. It's one way to change your 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 frustrations in life is by doing something different that takes you away from that problem. Because then, like, for example. Um, when you're working on, you know, editing something in the news, when you're working on writing something or when you're working on building something, you're not thinking about a problem that you have or you're not thinking about something wrong with society. You're focused on this, you know, project that you want to get done. And once you get it done, it might come out great. It might not come out great. But at least you didn't think about anything that would deviate you from doing something beneficial. And, and I think... Creative, and say, for example, in, in different times, medieval times, even like darkest times in, in, our, in our, you know, in, in our world, that's when, you know, the, the, the best art comes out. That's where the best creatives come out is because that part of, you know, negative, you know, moment pushes people to think differently, pushes you to, to do something different than what you are doing right now. So I'm always I'm always for creating things. I'm always for you know what do something different with your life. If you feel like you're frustrated, write a book. You know, do something that's gonna push. Like if you want to get physical, figure out how many minutes can you hold a plank. Something like that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Richie. Hey man. Hey, you got a good core, huh? I got that rope. <laughs> get that rope. There we go. No, yeah, you bring up a good point, but it's like. You're pointing at something, in my opinion, that it takes decades for a society, for example, like in Mexico, where you really don't get that mm -mm. opportunity. You know, honey, you need to be, you're 10 years old, you need to go get this from El Monte. You need to yeah. go work. Like, there's just no outlet for you to actually do that. I think it is getting better, but... Well, every time I go back, I mean, I still see the the differences in opportunities. There's two worlds in Mexico, yeah. like, and it's like it's something that I see is I see something very, very good, and then something very, very bad. And it's not like a medium here that we have over there. It's like you were saying, like kids are you know tienes que ir al monte a los diez años, like wait, o sea, vete al monte o ask. Haz algo para que este niño no tenga que estar riendo al monte todo el tiempo porque no lo dejas dibujar algo, leer algo, escribir algo. que eh, Creo yo que ese problema de sociedad tiene que cambiar también en la parte de los padres, en muchas cosas. It's a bigger issue, I feel. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think this leads us to, to our question of the week. You know, like <coughs> with, with all, the, all the news happening out of, the, out, of, uh, out of the Ukraine and Russia situation and, you know, constant um, war everywhere else. And now that with this example really close to home of violence, um, 
how do you how do you find hope? How do you how do you find hope in that things will change or things will get better in um, in your life and society? I know these are these are big questions, but I just was interested in hearing your your thoughts on um, on where you, where you find that source of hope. No hope. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think hope is the last thing that you lose. So it's it's always there. I feel like the way you find hope is by believing in yourself and trying to like change something that that is not right, especially in your life. And just uh, making it making it positive, making it uh, better for other people. I think uh, you find hope within you. Like you got to start with you before you like before you you want to find hope with another person. Like you got to start with you first. I feel like for me. So I like I grew up going to church every weekend and it's always like hope 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 you find hope uh when god which is great like you you know i still believe in god and i've always believed in god and i will never stop believing in god but oh you gotta have five have uh hope in this in this and but they were never like it was always hope in god but it's never like hope in yourself it's kind of like hope in your potential hope hope in what you can do so it's good to have hope in God, you know, it's good to have hope in, you know, and, you know, whatever you believe on, but at the end of the day, it's on you, like, at the end of the day, it's on, on what you want to do, and I think it's, yes, hope will be there to do something, but at the end of the day, it all falls on you being the person that creates that change, um, that's what I have, and at, like you said, you know, hope is always going to be there, even in the selfish situations, you're always going to find this little piece of thing that's going to keep you to keep pushing and pushing. So I would say just for me is knowing that, that you're capable of doing something. Um, and you might not know it or know it and just figure out, you know, what do you want to get? And, but always know that you are not, you're never going to lose that hope. So beautiful. Well said, Richie. Very well said. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, as it. a society, I feel um, like we always find hope at the end of the tunnel. Like we've been through the pandemic, um, we've been through protests, we've been through we're going through now a horrible situation. Um, so I always think that there, hopefully, there's a ending to this. But I always, my other side, my news side, I see that if it's not one thing, other things going to get highlighted. And so you just really need to take care of yourself and whatever motivates you, just keep pushing, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's painting, whatever. I mean, there's hope in anything that you can really symbolize and make it for yourself, um, whether it's going to soccer games, there's hope at the end of the weekend that you, you know, hopefully Austin FC wins, you know, if you're those, you know, fans or whatever. 2-1. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's about the little things in life. And um, I just think that everyone's here has a mission on earth to do whatever they want to do and um, do whatever they makes you happy. I mean, I mean, same goes for myself. And, um, you know, I think that the end of the day, that's kind of like, you know, it's whatever makes you happy. That's what gives you hope. For sure. Uh, yeah, for, for me, 
it just takes a moment to pause and reflect on what you actually have. You know, what you're what what I'm lucky to have in life is wonderful wonderful friends, wonderful family and and just that opportunity and a wonderful wife and my oh wonder- my god you, you, you <laughs> you're about let- to get divorced <laughs> right now you didn't let me get there you didn't let me get there <laughs> That's right. Anyway, I thought he said life, but he said wife. We're like, what the? <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, guys. And, um, yeah, really taking that moment of pause, right? And reflecting on what you have. And if you really think about it, you were you were saying that you find hope within yourself. Mm-hmm. But I find hope uh, amongst others, amongst like people like my, my, my sister do, do, doing her thing in, in Dallas at, and my brother uh, uh, about to graduate this year, um, and and work and, and start his career, and uh, the wonderful the wonderful community that, that we're a part of here, Notra por favor, and and meeting all these people that are creating like what you were getting at, Richie. Creation is like a true testament of love, but um, staying grounded and 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 staying focused, um, which I definitely owe that in. A major part to my wife, my wonderful wife. Like she, I got home yesterday after playing soccer, and uh, she, she, it was like eleven o'clock, and she was working on something, you know, clicking away. He's like, she was like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" She showed me this map she was creating, and I was just inspired, you know. Like it's, it's a Tuesday night. It's eleven o'clock. Most people are sleeping or or eating or or drinking or doing their thing, and mm-hmm. she's up here working. You know, she's putting that extra time, that extra mile. NFTs. So, just seeing that drive from her is um, one of the many reasons that I love her and and really uh, uh, look up to her. And it gives me hope that there's people like her in the world and us together. You know that that we that we're we're doing what we can to to give that little positive positive change. Because you look on your phone, and a lot of times the worst things pop up to the forefront, especially in social media, but. You put the phone down, you give yourself that moment to pause, and you look around you, all the love you have, and you realize that how lucky you are, and it gives you that motivation to keep going. That's good, man. That was deep. Sorry we cut you off for a minute. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I heard that. Yeah, yeah, all right, guys. <laughs> hey, you know, you know who wishes a hope recovery after a beatdown? Este J Balvin <laughs> with them bars that Residente drop on them. Did you see them? Man, I was like eight minutes <laughs> full of nothing but I'm gonna go at you. That's hilarious. But that's a good creative like way of putting it. Residente, I wish Residente. Yeah, Balvin were like, you know. Residente el Mata Carreras. Throw a little a little like something, something towards him. Like even if it's his own way, like that'd be pretty cool. Yep. And I mean makes more sales for both of them. They both get rich. I mean it's a money game at the end. At the end of the day, yeah. yeah. But beef makes money. I know, right? Yeah, I mean Wagyu beef. <laughs> they, my uh, my sister in law, she bought like a two hundred dollar steak f- just from Costco, and I'm like, what the heck? And I was she like, cooked oh, it well done. Wow. Nah, <laughs> no. nah, they actually know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> that part they know how to cook. That they're good at. <laughs> well, uh, I think Michelle, uh, thank you for. Joining us, of course. Thank you, thank thank you, you Michelle. And, and uh, so, remember, like the follow-up was. Remember, I told you about uh, doing an all-women podcast. Uh-huh. So, th- two of them already said yes. Yay! So, uh, oh, am I the last one that needs to say? Well, yes? you and us, that's <laughs> not ask. I seen that ask Gabby, but Serafina and Roma are down, oh my gosh, and they'll be in yes. April. 
Um, what what day on April? I gotta check on the date. So okay. I'll send you. Uh, April thirteenth is my birthday. Oh man, actually, hold on. It might be. <laughs> let me let me check on that really quick. We'll hash it out. We'll hash it out. <laughs> we'll hash it out. But um, no, you're fine. I mean, I if I do anything, it'll be on the weekend. On the weekend, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so it'll be cool to you know. Of course. You're. I'm down. I'll, I'll come. I'll set up everything. You guys do your, I'm excited. your thing. But yeah. it's, a, it's one thing that, I've, uh, you know, so one one goal that I've, that I've had is to, you know, create a space for women. It's kind of like, you know what? Michelle will be down for this. 100%. Yes. But they're they're inspiring women, like I've said. They're awesome. They're great. True, true, true. But, um, yeah, uh, without any further ado, this is... The episode 39 of Otra Por Favor. Otra Por Favor. Otra Por Favor. And um, just let us know what you guys think. Uh, we always take constructive criticism well. And if you don't give it, you know, it's all right. Um, just give us a thumbs up or something. <laughs> no, no, like the criticism. The, I mean, whether it's negative or positive, we, we, we take it. Uh, and, and thank you for listening. And appreciate y'all. Y'all have a great week. Coke. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Peace. David. Adiós. Chao. Cuídense. Adiós, raza. Esto es otra, por favor. This is one more.